Oh, that's the beautiful sound I like to hear. That's the sound of the gaming and drinking cast. Hello, Internet. Uh, Welcome to episode 15, recording number one of the gaming and drinking cast. If you listened last week, you know, we had to record that one four times. So we're going to hit this one right on the head, knock it out of the park. It's going to be great. Newman Park. Yep. So uh, I'm drinking. Nice. Um, I'm Adam Gogan. That there is Travis Casey. Uh, or, mm. ooh. yeah, this one just looks like uh, molasses. Oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah, what are you drinking, Travis? I'm drinking Newman Park American Lager from New Serum Brewing, the company I work for. Okay. It is a light American Lager, uh, 4.5%. If you've ever had our Yadkin River, it is the light version of that, basically. Can I see that it one again? Good. The lighting in the, here. I can't no, the really color. Get... The I want to see the beer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Looks okay. good. Yeah. Just a classic light lager. <sighs> tastes like your... I just. Tastes like I just spent like all day working in the yard and, and got a beer. <laughs> so. It's it's good though, right? It's not like a watered down like Bud Light kind of thing, right? Oh, no, no. It's full flavored. Um, it's got a lot of a lot of the qualities that you like in the Yakin. It has the same type of thing. It's just a lighter version. Uh, it's not quite as malty as the Yakin, but it is still full bodied. And okay. it, it tastes like a really good lager. Like you wouldn't if I didn't tell you that it was a light lager, you, you wouldn't know um, except for the APV on it. But that's like a regular ass lager for most things. It's just mm-hmm. not six point two like the Yakin is, you know. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to give that one a shot for sure. Cause I know I sell the heck out of the Yadkin. Um, and you're about you know, to get some. It's a, it's a good beer for sure. And if there's a light version of that, I, I can't wait to get my hands this on This is it. a good summer drinking out in the sun type beer. Okay. Well, I am going the complete opposite direction. Nice. <laughs> um, I am drinking. This is a collab <laughs> between uh, Prairie Artisan Ales and Spaceship oh. Earth Coffee Company. Okay. Um, it's called The Bomb. And it is an imperial stout aged on coffee, cocoa nibs, vanilla beans, and chili peppers. Okay. Um, Sounds. Oh, it's a prairie in a bottle. Yeah. And it, is it twelve ahead. ounces still? Uh, I believe so. Um, yeah, it's twelve ounces. Uh, and but it is thirteen percent. Jeez. <laughs> and it looks like a glass of molasses. I love it. <laughs> so let's see. Oh, you so can you definitely smell that good. that coffee. Oh, that is good. Oh, yeah. That, it's when they kinda, do that, I wonder. It kind of reminds me of like a Mexican cake or. Um, oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Or uh, the Mexicali stout, but not quite as spicy, but it does have some chili peppers in there. So I wonder when they do that. Um, I, I should probably know this, but we don't do any coffee beers where I'm <clears throat> where I, for our, where I work for. Um, but like the caffeine, does that stay in the brew? I hope so. It feels like it can, though, because like remember when they when the government got all pissy and took the caffeine out of four loco took the loco out of the four loco yeah that's what's up now with it's that? just four <laughs> <laughs> yeah now it's just four <laughs> not four to the floor anymore it's just four four totally um, level-headed yeah <laughs> yes that's what they should have called it that would have been a good name for it. now it's just a malty beverage i when i worked at comer we went up there one time because in rock hill they sell four loco and they let us try the hemp flavor of four loco 
and it literally tasted like gasoline. That's like disgusting. If, I feel like you could have put this in your tank and you could have driven somewhere with it. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure you could change your oil with this one. <laughs> That's also probably. <laughs> I guess that doesn't make the taste any worse, but boy, that that hemp lo four loco was maybe the worst thing I've ever. Dude, that sounds terrible. Four loco. I mean, we when we were younger and it had the caffeine in it, like you you dealt with it because it had caffeine in it and you were like yeah, you i'm getting turned the fuck up you didn't drink it for the flavor that's for sure no you drink it so you could have like two and then spend three dollars downtown instead of 30 <laughs> or you started with what jason and i used to do we would leave work we worked out in chapin and we drive back downtown and don't do this at home kids i don't do not this is not a, a comp like a recommendation do as i say drink. not as i do Exactly. We would drink uh, hurricanes on the way home from work and then get ready to go downtown. And if you don't know what a hurricane is, it is an 8% malt, Schlitz malt, or not Schlitz malt, 8% like malt beverage, not even a beer, a, a, a freaking malt beverage. And it tasted awful, but we didn't drink it for the flavor. Is it like you know? malt liquor? Like a uh, Colt not, 45 or like a King Cobra? It's very similar thing? to a Colt. Yeah, very similar to Colt 45. I don't know if, do they still call that malt liquor? Because it's like yeah. not liquor. They call it malt liquor. Um, do they? I think. I, I think this, I remember the can said like malt beverage. So okay. like, I think it's probably more akin to the Manischewitz and the <laughs> Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> I tried Manischewitz for the first time not too long ago. It's awful. I didn't think it was terrible. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I think you, it was uh, around Christmas time, actually. Had you already been drinking? Probably. I'm always well, that, that already might, been drinking. That might, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That might explain it why you were like, oh, it's pretty good. You know, like after you've, <laughs> after you've had a few, everything is pretty good. I know? mean, I'm not picky, dude. Like, yeah, I, I, I really like it's I'm hard pressed to find something. I'm like the Roger Ebert of beer critics. Uh -huh. <laughs> like I give everything two thumbs up. But that would be but you would also then have to get really weirdly mad about things that everybody else likes. If you want to be Ebert, like he would he would come in and trash like, you know, I think he said Blade Runner was like the worst movie ever made at one point. Uh, zero, zero thumbs. So <laughs> you got to well, get, you got to have like, just like you, you got to trash like a really popular beer at some point. I mean, I hate Bud Light. No, I'm thinking more like, uh, <laughs> like what's a universally loved, like IP, like a, a, a ballast point sculpt. I hate like, like hate pernicious or something. Yeah. I hate pernicious. I don't think <laughs> pernicious is that great personally, but. Maybe it's just the ubiquity of it now. Maybe you're the Roger uh, Ebert. No, because I don't like everything. <laughs> <laughs> pretty picky. When it comes to beer, though, it takes a lot for me to not like it. Like, I would rather have a terrible, like, ambitious beer than a boring middle of the road, you know, like, exactly. no flavor beer, you know? Yeah. I'm not really, I, I'm into, like, something that's weird, doesn't quite hit the mark, as long as it's doing something creative and kind of fun. Mm -hmm. I would take that any day over, like, the a hazy IPA that you've had a million freaking times, you know, that, that is just so boring to me at this point. <clears throat> yeah. I'm pretty much. I, I, I'm going to drink an IPA later in the show, but that is like my least go-to beer now. Like well, I will IPAs? drink almost. Yeah. I'll drink almost anything else other than that right now. Well, I don't know why I'm kind of, the, I'm kind of the same way, man. They're just so like everybody, everybody makes an IPA and it's because they sell people love IPA. People love them. And like, I mean, the best IPA not doesn't, bad. You're not going to like, I don't ever drink an IPA and I'm like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Like 
sometimes I'll drink a dark stout or, or a lager and I'm like, Oh man, that's fucking good. But yeah. I don't feel like I've had that reaction with IPAs. I'm mostly like, Oh yeah, that's pretty good. You know, like it's never like, mm-hmm. Oh man, unless it's like a sour IPA or, or an IPA, like a triple IPA, something that's doing something yeah. a little different. Or, you know? or like something like a, like some kind of flavored IPA. I'd really like some flavored IPAs. Like today um, we were in Charlotte and I had a, blood orange ipa no it's just a blood orange pale it's just blood orange pale yeah um but still um the difference is just the amount of hops like the Uh, charismatic megafauna from hazelwood i think is delicious mm -hmm. um but i that one almost doesn't even it's got so much more complexity going on with it than just like a regular double ipa you Mm -hmm. know it doesn't taste it doesn't you you could put that up against like say freak of nature by wicked weed and they taste totally different even though they're both double ipas yeah and i think that that's like a testament to to that brew you know it's not yeah. like every other ipa you've ever had yeah but like i like the um as much as i hate to say it the sierra nevada going coastal dude um sweet water is it sweet water it is sweet yeah, water it is we talked about water. this last week <laughs> did we i think it might have been on a deleted show though <laughs> probably because <laughs> i remember you did the same exact thing but yeah the going coastal is sweet yeah water. the the pineapple um, and then also the grapefruit sculpin i'm a big fan of the grapefruit sculpin as well and even though um, i don't think ballast point distributes in this area anymore unfortunately great yeah. brewery they just got i think they've been passed they around and bought like three different companies that bought them in the past few years and they just i think they've lost their will to want to distribute out on the east coast <laughs> from what i can tell yeah Which, you know don't really blame them after all they've been through but sculpin's great beer great great beer great yeah. beer yeah but, i remember uh, the first time i ever had it i was like this tastes almost like drinking a pine tree and i'm into it yeah <laughs> oh goodness well cheers to you ballast point hopefully you'll come back around here we'd love it mm-hmm. comer will distribute you well we did or they did oh. used to oh yeah that's right <laughs> we should do it again <laughs> let them know let the higher-ups know i will i will i'll call kip after this there you go <laughs> <laughs> hey, what can we do about getting uh getting all the ballast point back over here? <laughs> oh god. Uh but anyways, man. Um yeah, been a been a pretty good week. Uh going good at work still, chugging along. Um, I played my first round of golf in like five years the other day because nice. one of my friends actually gave me a set of clubs um mm-hmm. that he just happened to get from where he worked uh he they fall off the back of somebody's truck or something no he so he um rents a warehouse that he does his that's his shop and uh the guy that was renting it before left this set of clubs there and my friend reached out to him and told him like hey you need to come get these clubs um and it's been over a year now and the guy still hasn't come and got his clubs so mac was like i don't want these in my shop anymore do you want these clubs and i was like hell yeah I've always wanted to play golf, but I never wanted to spend the money on golf clubs. Right. So I got these free clubs now and I went and played with my dad the other day and it was really embarrassing. Um, so Shoot. today 90 on nine, I didn't keep score <laughs> a few times, <laughs> a few times I would just like lose the ball and I'd be like, I'm just going to hit mine where yours went. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's like playing with dad one-on-one right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. You play every day, every week at least. And I haven't played in three years. We're, we're just going to, run around and see what happens yeah let's do it man i I, it's a lot of fun so i actually that was sunday and then i and uh then i went and did my running yesterday and then today like for my my half marathon training it was like just do a little bit of exercise so i went into the driving range and hit like a shit ton of balls 
And nice. um, actually, it's getting better. I think like I think if I actually like put my mind to it and play for a while, I think I might be okay. Hell yeah! I, th- I mean, it just it's like anything else. Practice, mm. you'll get there. Especially mm-hmm. driving range. Driving range is hugely important. Although <clears throat> the fundamentals of like chipping and putting, which is to me the hardest part of golf, are harder to do at the driving range. You can do a little bit of chipping, but not the short, really short game chipping. Yeah, um, dude, but- I- I'll tell you though, my pitching wedge and my nine iron, I think, are my best clubs that I can hit with. Yeah. Hell yeah! Um, now you just gotta learn to drive the ball straight. Yeah, that's the that's the one I'm real bad at. <laughs> like it's like you ever seen uh, Caddyshack two? No. Well, the guy in Caddyshack 2 has such a bad slice that he literally his turns sideways. He turns backwards. <laughs> he turns <laughs> he turns completely backwards and the ball like boomerangs around back the other way. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, that movie's Caddyshack 2 doesn't get enough love. I mean Caddyshack 1 is a classic, but Caddyshack yeah. 2 is really good too. Yeah. Um anyways, uh how's your week been going, dude? It's good. Um uh, been driving around the a lot. sweet tank top <clears throat> thank you yeah it's my star wars tank top <laughs> okay. can't see. Uh, and <clears throat> um i've just been you know working a lot i've been so busy that i haven't really had time to kind of settle down and chill so i'm glad we're going to do this tonight because it's kind of a a nice break for me um mm-hmm. but you know <clears throat> just working and like you said i've been exercising trying to get myself back into shape for the summertime i did three point like seven five miles today for my run <clears throat> and now i have this little like cough thing like raspberry in my throat that i can't really oh see yeah after yeah. being out in the pollen and the it wasn't cold per se but it was a little chilly you know mm-hmm. and getting you know running and getting winded and sweaty i feel like i'm just inviting you know some kind of oh some, trust you know, me that spring sickness in trust me i know all about that when we were in when we were in the car today, you actually witnessed firsthand like a minor one of my like sneeze fits. <laughs> a minor uh, allergy attack. Yeah, dude, they they get rough. But like, I was just sitting there like I I can't sneeze and it hurts. <laughs> yeah, you did. You literally came the the car came to a complete stop as you tried to sneeze. Look, you were choking on something. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a that was very minor. The the bad ones are when I can't stop sneezing. Over right. and over. Um, um, they're a lot more painful. So we're, <clears throat> I have to go back to Charlotte tomorrow um, and I'm going to pick up the Firkin. Nice. From, you got it. Yeah. You, you talked to Kip. Okay. Yeah. Kip got it. Um, swing by Comer, pick up the Firkin, take it to Salisbury and then head back down to Charlotte. Uh, so my day is going to be real long again tomorrow. Um, so mm-hmm. let's, uh, let's toast to that. Let's, let's toast to all that window windshield time, buddy. <laughs> I'll say this though. I, so I used to drive around a ton when I worked with Comer and now I drive a lot for when I'm traveling, but I don't travel every day anymore. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'm just going down the road to accounts or I'm going downtown or going out to Lexington. So it is kind of nice that I'll get to like catch up on podcasts and stuff that I haven't been able to listen to in a while. Um, Mm -hmm. Cause I used to just, when you're driving around all day to different accounts, like from eight until four, like I was at Comer, I would just listen to podcasts literally all day. So I'd run out of podcasts. Now I've got the backlog podcasts. So yeah. it'd be nice to catch up on some stuff while I'm doing a lot of driving this week. Yeah. When I was, when I was living in Florida, I did a shit ton of driving every day, like an hour this way, an hour and a half that way, an hour this way, and then home all the time. Yeah. And so I'd get to listen to like six podcasts a week, probably. 
Yeah. Now with my driving, it's all pretty local. So mm-hmm. I listen to like two podcasts a week. And yeah. um, so I, I, I definitely have some catching up to do. Um, and then we listen to our own podcasts. We did. <laughs> that was like one of the most fun. narcissistic things. I've, I was like, you want to listen we were, to our podcast together? We were just, we were just, uh, <laughs> we were just channeling our inner Kanye. We just, I mean, I like to, you know, Roger Ebert myself sometimes. Yeah, you got to see what, if you don't listen to yourself, you don't know what to fix. You don't know what to work <laughs> on. You don't know what to, you know, try to make better the next time. Just so. do better. Right. Just it's just do like better. we said about golf at practice. And you, you, the only way you can learn from something is it's like watching film when you're playing a sport. You got to watch <laughs> yourself to know what to improve on. And you got to listen to yourself to know what to improve on when you're podcasting. It's so like, I think it's like, a, you remember Brink, the Disney movie? Uh, vaguely, yes. The roller skating movie, right? Yeah, they're soul skaters. Soul uh, skaters? That's what they called themselves. They were the soul skaters. Because like they, they didn't skate for the money. They skated for the freedom for the... skating gave them. That sounds like a Shin Megami Tensei, like... We're you know, soul skaters! Yeah, like they get summoned to the devil world and they're all soul skaters and they're skating around. I mean, around that's not far demons. off. <laughs> wasn't there like a wasn't there like an asshole bully kid? Yeah, and he was on like the, the sponsored skate team and... Like he was trying to get Brinkley or whatever the fuck his name was to join up. And he was like, I can't, man, I'm a soul skater. Is that why it's called Brink? Cause his name is Brinkley. Yeah. His last name is Brink something. Okay. And, that's... but, but they're in this, like they're they're at the end of the movie. They're in this like skate tournament and like Brink is losing and his little sister is there. And he's like, she's like, Hey, I've got, a, I've got a tip for you. He's like, what is it? And she's like, just skate better. <laughs> he's like he's like is that like the heartfelt moment of the movie no he's like like, he's like just skate better thanks (laughs) wow so the the writer of that was doing like a mountain of cocaine when he did that he was just like (laughs) you know what what if we just said the thing and then made the kid think about the thing and that's how they came up with that it was like it was like a jokey thing like he was like shut the hell up like just skate better fuck off oh that's good i thought they were playing it for no it wasn't it wasn't serious like he was like he was sarcastically like just skate better how did i not think of that oh okay (laughs) actually i would like it better if they did it the other way and just played it for like super straight Mm -hmm. like just skate and that's like the mantra that he has in his head as he's going like (laughs) the karate kid style Skate better (laughs) where he's like sweep the leg or whatever and said it's just skate better (laughs) i think that would be really good actually Oh, those old DCOMs. Disney comms. Disney Channel original movies. <laughs> are you a are you a Cinderella Brandy Cinderella person? No, I never saw that, that movie. That was like that might have been right after your time. My sister loved that movie. So like I liked Brink. I liked Johnny Tsunami. Um, I liked Halloween Town. Halloween Town was good. Yeah, I remember uh, that one. That was early, early Disney Channel movies. Yeah, that was like one of the first <laughs> ones. And it had, um, what's her name? Carrie Fisher's mom. Um, oh. Uh, I can't remember her yeah, name, but she's, she's amazing. And she's amazing in that movie. Like the, the, the cast in Halloween Town, it's like, how did y'all do this? And I think it's because it was like one of Disney Channel's first movies. They're Disney like, listen, we're, we're doing this. Yeah. It's going to be, you know, does Disney Channel still make movies? Well, I guess they have Disney Plus now. Yeah, and they but you can all those old 
uh, Disney movies are all on Disney Plus. Oh yeah, I watched Johnny Tsunami not too long ago. You can watch Brink right now. I watched Johnny Tsunami. Watch. I watched Halloween Town in the background. I was doing something else, like reading or something, but I put it on in the background while I was doing something last Halloween. It was actually pretty. I wa- I watched that one every Halloween. That's one of my Halloween list movies. I like. It's either for me. It's either that one or like um, Hocus Pocus or. Uh, I which yep, is also that's on, on there. Plus. That's on, that's on my list too. And Nightmare Before um, Christmas. Yeah, um, Nightmare Before that's more of a Christmas movie to me, but. It's both. Um, I, I, I like so I have a nightmare before Christmas wreath that is like the the wreath with the teeth and stuff. Yeah. And um, that goes on my door and on around Halloween and stays through Christmas. I like it. <laughs> like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is is equally a Halloween and a Christmas movie for me. There's usually like a lot of actual horror movies I watch, but I always like to do like low key stuff too, like stuff from when I was a kid. Like I really like episodes of old shows that are themed for halloween mm-hmm. like like snake used to do like D- a doug episode an are you afraid of the dark episode oh, yeah. our real monsters episode you know so i like to watch some of those if i can if if i can find them it's sometimes it's hard to find that stuff but um you can always like any 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 type of old show like that from the 90s i think it's like always good i for bet halloween. i bet they're on paramount plus i so, strangely paramount plus doesn't have a lot of nickelodeon stuff i don't know if it's because the viacom cbs thing now uh, viacom is owned by um cbs now so i'm not sure what their paramount stuff about, is okay but, well that sucks because like yeah. but another reason to watch paramount plus is that halo show have you watched I, it i haven't but i've heard it's really good I saw a gif of the like first 10 minutes and it's just people getting splattered and obliterated. I think it's the fall of reach. If I had to guess Kyle, Um, Kyle watched it and he said like the very first 10 minutes is just like a crazy battle with master chief, just fucking shit up. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. I'm sure that once the story kicks in, it's probably going to make me mad because it doesn't follow the original like halo story, but you know, what you I never do? played Halo for the story. I only played it for the multiplayer. So yeah. I'm stoked to see a Halo live action show. I I've really I've really thought about subscribing to Paramount Plus just for that. Lately. Well, you get like I think you get like two weeks free if you just do the free trial. So well, then I should just wait for the whole season to come out. Exactly, and then do it, <laughs> and all then do the free trial. That's that's kind of my game plan. Uh, speaking of that, Moon Knight starts tomorrow. Ooh, does um, it? Yeah, it looks so fucking good. I love Moon Knight as a character. I read Moon Knight's cool, dude. A bunch of the Jeff Lemire run on that, and it was so good. So I'm, I think that's what they're basing it on too, is that Jeff Lemire run. So I'm really, really stoked about that. Hell yeah! I think it's gonna be great. Word. Well, um, yeah. There's there's a lot of cool media to look out for, uh, not just games, but we are here to talk about some video games. Yeah. Uh, What we've been playing, along with. Mm what we've been drinking and i've had half of this and i can already uh feel it a little bit all right what so at the the youtube watchers at home watch adam's eyes over the course of the episode they'll slowly get you, a little more you wonky yeah wonky is <laughs> a good word for it i don't even know how to just but you'll know it when you see it viewer you'll know it you'll see it now i'm gonna sit like this for the entire time i don't think that helps the the case of not being fucked up <laughs> it's gonna be like can you do that can you do the like peter sarsgaard like oh god wow <laughs> i can Oof. that made my eyes hurt yeah Oof. for audio listeners i just crossed my right eye and left my left eye staring at travis yeah that's weird oh. 
Um, anyways, let's talk about some video games. Um, I think uh, I think I'll go first this week. Yeah, you got um, the biggest release of the week for sure. Yeah, so I have been playing some Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, and if you want to see some of that, uh, go check out twitch.tv slash gaming and drinking. I have been streaming that. Uh, I've done two streams. The first stream, I didn't realize um, I had a very framey stream going out and it looks like shit. So watch the second Tiny Tina stream. <laughs> um, that one's a lot better. Uh, but that one, uh, that game is really good, dude. That game How is are you? really good. So frame it for me against Borderlands 3, which I really sure. liked at first, but I never finished. I never, I got, I got, I got off of it for some reason. It um, is, it is similar to borderlands three but it's definitely its own thing um you can tell i mean obviously it's on the same engine um some of the guns have some of the like same attributes like same kind of you know there's like some of the guns that pop up with the shield um mm -hmm. there's the there's jacobs the gun. You can the yeah there's the jacobs guns that all the scopes like flower out when you zoom in and like oh yeah i like that yeah, uh, they cool. have that same exact flowering scope and i was like jacobs didn't make these guns but whatever um the uh so those a lot of the guns are really similar they have similar abilities and things but the main difference for me that i'm liking the most well there's two but one of them is that instead of like tech abilities or like um the regular borderlands ultimates they've kind of and, and grenades they've replaced grenades with spells like straight up like D, &D spells and um it's pretty funny because uh, you can choose like what style of voice you want your character to talk in, whether you want it to be like a trickster type character or like a clever yeah, character. You can, you can actually create a character for the first yeah, time. Yeah, right? yeah. I straight up created my whole character. And um, that's cool. I made like a clever spellcaster. Um, and so he uh, he's got a lot of really funny, like the writing in this is way better than Borderlands 3. Um, I haven't wanted to punch my screen except like twice and i'm writing better or is it because the voice actors are like andy samberg and the writing is better the writing and the voice acting is better yeah but... wanda sykes i feel like they make it go down a little bit easier yeah you got will arnett as the big bad will arnett yeah <laughs> like that just seems way better like tiny tina has always annoyed the shit out of me uh but when she did the i actually she's one of the characters that i didn't hate okay yeah i there's something about her that just grates me i didn't find her quite as annoying in in the was it three when you find her and she's like older yeah um i mean she's still annoying but she doesn't have that like really high-pitched bratty voice oh she does in this for sure yeah because she's back to being young again yeah this is a that. direct sequel to uh the one shot storm of dragon keep or whatever uh -huh. assault on dragon keep yeah assault on dragon keep and um <clears throat> I, I i enjoy the writing a lot more uh i also love having spells instead of grenades absolutely love it so you mentioned that the tech tree was different. What's different about that? So I'm not sure about everybody, but uh, I'm, like I said, I'm the spellcaster. Um, and the very first, you know how like usually on your tech tree, you have like two ultimate abilities up here and you kind of, you start with one and then you unlock the other and then you can choose one of those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so the one you start with as the spellcaster is you, you can basically turn one of the enemies into a sheep that floats into the air except they're called uh screeps <laughs> and uh they just sit there and like float in the air and then you can just shoot them and while you're shooting them um you it, 
there's a chance that every bullet you hit them with will spawn one of your spells to shoot off of that enemy onto the other enemies. And turn um, them into sheep as well? No, not turn them into sheep because, so this is your ultimate, and then you've got your spell, which is basically- Oh, your spell's like your grenade. It'll spawn so it basically grenade. spawns grenades off of them. Oh, that's hits. cool. That's yeah. awesome. And um, so that's that. But then when you unlock the other one, the other ultimate is not really an ultimate ability that you hit just once. It's just the ability to have two spells at, at one time instead of an ultimate and a spell. You, um, so it's like the Gunzerker class from two where you could like have two weapons equipped at the same time. Yeah. When you hit the ultimate. Yeah. Okay. Um, ex except, uh, you know, there's still your spells are on the same regular cooldown that they are when they're in your regular grenade slot, but you know, you get both of them at the same time. Yeah. Like, like all, the time, I, all, all, all the time. time or do you have, Constantly. you have to, okay. So it's um, not an alt at all. It's just like a, a passive alt, I guess. Yeah. But it's super, super powerful, especially for the spellcaster class. Um, and the reason for that is uh, there is a buff called um, like, Fuck, I can't even remember, like Sorcerer. Or we'll just say Sorcerer. That's not what it's called at all, but whatever. Um, so basically, anytime you reload or anytime you cast a spell, you up your spell damage and your, your gun damage. And oh, it's it stacks, one of those stackable, those stackable it stacks things. for like yeah. 10 seconds. Um, and so you can like shoot a spell, shoot another spell, reload your gun, shoot people. And then you have like a ton of damage going off at once. Yeah. Um, and then I, it was so cool at the end so not on my it was like right after i finished streaming last night i found i got this spell that was like on a lot of the spells it's straight up like a harry potter wand they'll just like get it up and be like Poof, and like hit somebody with something and uh <laughs> my guy will be like magic arrows <laughs> like shoot it That's and, awesome. uh, yeah and so it's um it shoots out like a frost frost bolt that like freezes them and then on my other hand i've got like fireballs like a three and it does a three shot so it's like poof, poof, poof. so i can freeze them and then do fire damage and uh it's just it's fucking epic dude like that it's way cool. more way more epic than i felt i mean granted in um in borderlands 3 i did the uh the giant mech class i can't remember what that was called but like the necromancer well Necro it's not no, it's not it's the not, necromancer, but that, that was in like two, but it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. I know where you get about. into your like bear you're, suit. You're and, basically uh, diva from Overwatch. Yeah. And by the time I got done playing that game, dude, I was just unstoppable with like, and I could be in that suit like constantly. Right. Um, but with this, uh, it's it, I, the subclass that I am is kind of a glass. They call it the, there's a glass cannon ability where this is what I was trying to talk to you earlier about when you were like, say it for the podcast. <laughs> Um, so like three rows down on the skill tree, uh, there's an ability that basically instead of shields, it's wards on here. Um, okay. and, uh, but it, they serve the exact same purpose, um, and, and cool down and, uh, refilling and all that. It's all the exact same as borderlands as the shields, but in this glass cannon mode, my shields do not naturally re recharge at all. Mm -hmm. um, so if I get hit, I have to have spells that will then refill my, my ward. Um, so you, so have, you have a spell that's like a heal that, but instead yeah, of healing, so it, it like it, 
kind of, I, I really, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure how this works because I do have a spell that says, um, heals based on damage done or something like that. But I'm guessing that like, if I'm full health, it will then start to refill my ward. Um, okay. Yeah. So, but, but it is definitely a glass cannon type of thing where like, if you get hit too many times as that class and you can't get out of there, because there's so many, because it's like fantasy, there's so many like particle effects and explosions going off that like, you'll like lose yourself inside of just a fucking fireball. That that was a thing in Borderlands three too, where you'd be like sometimes surrounded by enemies. And once you get stuck, like, and your shield goes down, you can get fucked up really, really quickly. So I imagine it's pretty similar to that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But if you're not, so does that mean you have to keep one of your two spells if you're using that ultimate? You have to keep one of your two spells as a heal? Yeah, kind of. But there's like, they call the heat, they call the healing spells dark magic. Um, And a lot of the spells that you find are dark magic. So Um, that's like a buff on top of another spell. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's not like you just have one that's just healing. Just a heal. No, they're all like basically damage based. So like you, oh, okay. I got you, you, you get your health back based on how much damage you're doing. I got you. Is and that, so with that, like if you throw that and then you start hitting them with your gun, is that counting towards that damage meter too? No, but a lot of them, there was one that I had that would like shoot out like five, like red arrows, like basically like out of a wand. It would just be like, doo, 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 doo. and then like oh, yeah, yeah. it hits yeah. them, it crits them. And then every time it crits them, it shoots out toward the other guys. And so like, oh, nice. and then it yeah. does DOT. And so like, you're just constantly healing them. Yeah. That's um, cool. That's awesome. It's, it's really fun, man. And like, it's so funny. Like whenever you shoot uh your the fireball spell it's like and my guy will literally go like fireball like as he's yeah. doing it <laughs> oh, like the lightning bolt yeah from like the LARPing thing. yeah that's awesome <laughs> um sounds like there's some cool combinations you can make with the class creator and the way that they let you kind of drill down because that was something that frustrated me in borderlands 2 borderlands 3 is a little bit better about this but like borderlands 1 and 2 it was like you're set on the path of this class and that's pretty much it like you don't really have a lot of options in the way. I mean, you have options in the way you upgrade your character, but it's mostly just like damage modifiers and stuff like that. This yeah. sounds like you can actually create like a pretty diverse set of different classes. Um, no, you kind of have to pick your subclass in the beginning and kind of roll with it. Um, Cause you've got the two the you branches, like- you've got the two branches of the skill tree and that's it. And like, it's not like in Borderlands three where you have like two or three different pages of skill trees that you can pick from. Um, it's one skill tree that you get and can you, that's can you change your subclass later i think you can re-roll yeah um but i huh. haven't i haven't gotten to the part where you can re-roll and you wouldn't keep any of those abilities from that it seems because that seems limited it seems like they would it be is something- it does it is limited as in comparison to like borderlands three it is limited. okay maybe i got spoiled by three because i really did like how you could like i did too down. and dude i'll be honest with you i would love to get back on some borderlands three with you i i really do like that game i hate the writing in borderlands three but the gameplay in that makes up for if it, i could I shut off the i guess you can you can just turn the dialogue turn the dialogue off yeah it's a good podcast game for sure um I just hate the I hate this character so much. I hate, like Borderlands 2, I thought was fun and I liked the story, you know, going after Handsome Jack and all that stuff. Like I thought that was actually You didn't like really... the twins, the the influencer no, twins. No, they're super annoying. They're like Twitch streamers, which is like the most like ridiculous not yeah, funny Twitch thing. Twitch streamers suck, dude. 
but they're like they're like the embodiment of every and i know they're supposed to be they're like the embodiment of embodiment of like every bad stereotype of a twitch streamer but they're just not funny they're not like handsome jack was funny say what you will about the writing in that game but at least he was funny uh he was kind of like how glados is always trying to kill you but she talks shit to you at the same time like he was kind of like going for that same kind of thing and these the twins try to do that too but they're just not funny um and then all the side quests were like exceedingly stupid like just so dumb You're oh dude around. they're real dumb in this one too they're real dumb and like there but was at least one this has this has like the conceit of it's tina doing a tabletop thing so of course they're dumb that that might make me a little more forgiving of it when in borderlands 3 it's like you're trying to save the galaxy and then also you're like in a field of mushrooms like i don't know like trying to find this one poison mushroom it's so stupid i do i do like that the different enemy types in this as compared to borderlands three um because they're fantasy like they're fantasy enemies like there's a big group that's the goblins um yeah. and instead of like you know the regular like psychos psychos and the midgets and that's i really i really like that um that makes things like they they kind of have the same styles the same types of attacks that they do um and instead like and it's yeah uh but it's just a breath of fresh air to not have the same psychos that you've been seeing for the last 10 years running at you instead it's like this goblin with a like a giant ass and like a hunchback running at you yeah and like then there's there's a group of goblins called the goblins uh tired of forced oppression or gtfo uh, and uh, and like I, I have to go help like liberate them from slavery basically nice. and uh that's a fun little side quest that i did last night uh that whole quest line um so it, quality of life wise one of the things that really got to me about borderlands 3 was the map system oh it's still it was like okay so i fucking hated that like it would give you a point on the map and you try to run to it and then it's like not here. You were actually supposed to go around this mountain over here. Yeah, it just gives you top. the general direction. And then like yeah. you have to actually pull up the map and like, oh, I have to go around my ass to get to my elbow for this. But it just pointed so me to my elbow. They didn't fix that or anything. No, they didn't fix that at all. That um, you still have to be opening the map and looking at which which route you need to take. And and another shitty thing is there's at least as far as I've been, as I found, there are no vehicles. So oh, wow. So you are doing everything on foot. That means the maps probably aren't as big. I, I did feel the Borderlands 3 maps were way too fucking big, so that actually might be a good thing. They are smaller for sure. Um, the that's areas probably, are That's smaller. okay with me. I'm Because, like, Borderlands 3, you spend half the time driving from one area to another, and there's not really anything going on. You don't have any, like... It's not like an Elden Ring where you're finding, like, cool caves off to the side that have, like, cool loot in it or anything. Like, Borderlands 3 is just like, okay, you can fight a couple guys, I guess, but... You know, yeah. You're probably going to come back to this area anyway because eventually there's going to be a quest over here. If we built something bespoke for this there's definitely going to be some quest that takes you over here at some point so you mm. might as well just blow past all this stuff until you get to your quest objective and i kind of hated that so it's, yeah. it's good to hear that those maps are smaller um speaking of maps there is now an overworld that you run around in that is like you are basically like a, a tabletop minifig uh oh, running cool. around on a table and um there's you know how like when me and you when you play descent or when you play some kind of tabletop rpg between dungeons it'll be like you're traveling to town and like you'll come across someone who needs help or some like side quests of some sort yeah there's there's all that like so like the overworld is kind of that like traveling between missions area and like you'll come across people who's like i really just need some ore can you go in the mountain and give me some ore 
and then you go in like you you go into the mountain and then it's like a little mini dungeon in there and you kind of do some stuff get the guy some stuff and then you get some currency oh, that or whatever sounds for coming really out. cool i like that way better than the big giant open maps of borderlands 3 it's fun and it's funny and like i know you hate tiny tina but there's like some really funny narrative stuff that they put in there as well like there's one area um, on this map that I just got to last night. There's like a giant Cheeto that's blocking the path. <laughs> and it's like some, and it's like Andy Samberg and Wanda Sykes talking to Tiny Tina. And they're like, can you just move that Cheeto? And she's like, that's not a, that's not a Cheeto. They're like, Tina, you definitely dropped a Cheeto on the board. Can you just get it in there? She's like, no, 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 no. That's not a, that's a, that's a ancient powerful meteor. And, uh, and, uh, the only way to move it is if you find this gym that's in this dungeon that I totally had prepared already. And then, like, you go and do this stupid dungeon, and then, like, she picks up the Cheeto, but, like, because you're a little figure on the board, it just looks like it's, like, magically lifting up off the board, and then it's, like, oh, the path so is cleared. Cool. I really like that. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, like, there's it's got some really clever touches to it that other Borderlands games don't have. Okay. Also... There is tall grass in this overworld area that you have to walk through to get to some stuff. Um, and enemies will pop up like Pokemon, like random encounters will happen in there. <laughs> and then and then you uh, go into, like you load out, you load back in into uh, an encounter. They call them just a random encounter. And it's like just mm -hmm. a quick little instance where you have to clear out uh, an area of some bad guys and then you get loot and money afterwards. And so, and and xp so they're worth doing um i've heard i i, I watched the ign review before i played this game mm -hmm. um and he was saying how he thought it, they were tedious and kind of didn't add anything but i think they're clever you know as someone who likes the the random encounter mechanic and jrpgs like i think it's a fun little thing and if you don't yeah, want to if you don't want to do them whenever the like so they spawn in the grass then they like walk up to you and then they touch you and that's how you start the encounter but if you punch them before they get to you they just go away and you don't have to do the encounter that's the best of both worlds and you don't have yeah. to do it if you don't want to yeah that's cool i like that it sounds like they made a lot of smart concessions to the borderlands like play style and also the tabletop you know backdrop that they have created for this game which is really cool because that it means it's not just a borderlands 3 reskin and it's also not just like a dungeon crawler slash borderland like a borderlands light or something like that they could have just made it like oh you're just doing these like levels that are dungeons as opposed to like an actual full-on borderlands game mm -hmm. so it sounds like they made the best of both worlds which is cool i like that yeah Might get a shot now. without giving away too many spoilers um they switch up the mentality of it being a tabletop RPG at some point. And it's, oh, nice. it's kind of clever the way they do that. Um, yeah. Good game. I'm, I'm definitely enjoying me some tiny Tina's wonderlands. Like I said, uh, if you want to check that out, go check out twitch.tv slash gaming and drinking. Um, I've been on there a couple times and I will definitely stream that some more very soon um with my new cooler abilities than i had and i'm sure they will just keep getting cooler um <laughs> that's the one thing about borderlands is the more you play it the more badass shit you get that's true that's um, very true so yeah that's tiny tina's wonderlands what do you say we take a quick break and then come back with uh what you've been playing dude sounds good all right everybody cheers we'll be right back with more booze and games
Boom. Mm. Beautiful. Welcome back, everybody, to Gaming and Drinking, episode 15. Um, we just got done talking about some Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and we've got some fresh beers and some fresh games to talk about. The hottest. The freshest. hottest, freshest, newest games. Um, I am drinking... This one is called Megapixels, and it is from Seminar Brewing here in South Carolina. They are in Florence, which is on the way to Myrtle Beach. Um, mm-hmm. And I got this one specifically because of this can. Um, it is literally does, just does fit our podcast. off-brand Mario stomping a can. Um, very, very funny. I, I, I love this can art. It's a double IPA. It's eight and a half percent, 8.6%. Um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, like haven't tried it before. We were talking about uh, IPAs earlier. And this is one of those. So cheers to IPAs and to Mario. Cheers. I also have an IPA. It's mm-hmm. from Bamari Brewing, which is in North Carolina, and New Serum. It's actually a collab. It's called Expedited Reanimation. Is a coconut, vanilla, lime, milkshake, hazy IPA. Okay, that sounds going on crazy. There. Yep, I've heard All this right. is very good. Vanilla, lime, cocoa, coconut, coconut. Oh, damn, that's good. Oh my god. Hell yeah! You remember how we were talking about like flavored IPAs? Mm-hmm. The coconut on the end of this is. Like it makes it almost taste like a pina colada IPA. So it's basically a, it's a summer beer. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's really freaking good. Nice. Cool. Heck At least yeah. It's not out of date. <laughs> <laughs> Close, not quite. Um, yeah. So, what Travis have you been up to in the video game world? So I'm continuing to quest through Elden Ring. Of um, course. But I also checked out another game called Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Now, if you know me and you can see behind me, uh, I'm a huge Final Fantasy person. Uh, I love, I played, at least played every single uh, game and spinoff that they've ever done. And I've also beaten all the mainline ones. And this game is like a Dark Souls-esque, but that's not really true retelling of the first game except it's also that's also not really true that's how they framed it when they first started talking about it yeah they said it was going to be like a retelling of the first story so you you (laughs) you you should at least watch the download the demo and play through the first little bit of it because it gives you all of this good stuff so the the game starts with a uh, a dark and stormy castle and garland who is the main villain of the first the final fantasy one uh kidnapping the princess which is like the literal setup of final fantasy one Except in this version, he is this ginormous, like, uh, Dark Souls-looking guy who is just slaughtering all these castle guys. Like, there's blood and crystals flying everywhere. Like, he's he's freezing people and turning them into blood crystals and then crushing them. It's okay. very violent. It's very weird. Um, and then it cuts to, <laughs> and this is not an exaggeration, it cuts to uh, a field of flowers where your main guy, Jack, his name is Jack, and he is walking through this golden field of flowers, and these two other bros come up behind him, and they kind of look at each other. They pull out these, like, stones. They grunt at each other, 
And then they continue to walk towards the castle as My Way by Frank Sinatra plays. So it's like Gladiator, but nonsense? It's like Gladiator if Gladiator had like no poetic resonance whatsoever. <laughs> but there's no like, there's no death or anything on that field of flowers. It's just supposed to look cool. And it does look cool. But then like... <clears throat> you like there's no you, there's no setup for these guys so you don't know why they're hanging out in fact the game seems to go out of its way to not tell you anything about that uh, but these guys are your two companions okay. so you go to the first like and then all of a sudden you're in a boss battle by the way uh who was with like, garland no with somebody who's like a um he's like one of the summons from other final fantasy games i can't remember which one it is but is he would be like a late game boss in like most final <laughs> fantasy games but he's like the tutorial boss in this game and you fight him and then you're into the like map select screen basically which so this game is set up like they say it's like a dark souls game but you're going into the map like you have an overworld map and you're picking missions and then going into them and it's a it's a level and then you beat that level and you go back out to the map and you pick a new mission or you pick like a side they they're called side missions and they're literally the same level but with like different enemies and different setups but with a different objective so okay. if you ever played Neo or Neo 2, it's the exact same style of level select. They, they would do the same thing in the Neo games. It's by Teen Ninja, the, the guys who also made Neo and Neo 2. Did they um, do Bayonetta? No, they did the original remake of Ninja Gaiden for the Xbox. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so they, they know action games. And I will say this game has amazing combat. Like, it's supposed to be Dark Soulsy, but it's not really like because you don't use you don't really use like stamina on attacks and stuff like you're it's got it's also got three different forms of blocking maybe four i can't remember uh there's like a block then there's like your psi block like a psychic shield that you're using to like build up magic point or like sp points or something like that i can't remember the name of it um you're building up a gauge with that one and then you can unleash your crystal attack which is where jack angrily grabs something turns it into a crystal and then slams it on the ground. It's basically the uh, Doomy, Doom or Doom Eternal. Yeah, that's uh, exactly what kill. I was just thinking. It sounds like yeah, a glory that's exactly kill. That's exactly what it is. And, you, <laughs> and some enemies you can only damage that way. So you, you have to build up this meter. And that's not the only way to build it up. You can build that meter through other ways, like just fighting and stuff. Um, but the cool thing about this game is that you're, you're, you're unlocking like several different classes. So you start as like a fighter, which is just your regular sword guy. And then you get a mage class, which he has like a club. And you use the club to build up a different separate meter that allows you to shoot magic. Um, and the is magic like a, is it very... like a billy club kind of thing? It's no, it's like a tiny, like a, like a little one of those mini, mini baseball bats. Yeah, almost like a mini baseball bat. It's like <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like a wand, but not like a, a Harry Potter, like kind of flimsy one, like a wand that you could fuck someone up with. I think that's the idea behind it. Okay, that's it, cool. because by the way, I don't know if you've seen the trailers, but Jack is very angry. He's yeah, well, he's, he's just he's so mad at chaos. He wants to kill chaos. And at one point, at no, at several points, he pulls out AirPod buds. Yes, AirPod buds and sticks them in and new metal starts playing while he says, oh, hell shit. yeah. Yeah, it's and I can't is tell it like Limp Biscuit or is no, it it's like not a real like it, it's like drowning. Guitar, pool? Like, it's like or... Japanese new metal. Like there's okay. no like I wish it was Limp Biscuit. Somebody did cut. <laughs> so I said my way by Frank Sinatra played. I think Jan Ochoa cut the My Way by Limp Biscuit version into that scene instead. <laughs> and it actually still worked. My uh, way, my way yeah. on the highway. That's, <laughs> That's funny as hell. It was really good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's not really a retelling of one because 
One is like a straight up medieval game. But in this game, like Jack is wearing modern clothes. He's got AirPods. He's listening <laughs> to metal music. Um, and by the way, Jack's name is Jack Garland. Oh, so it's going to be like a Star Wars. I am your father situation. No, I think this is a story of how this angry young man becomes Garland from the first Final Fantasy. That's the way it seems to be going. I don't know. So Maybe. like, is, is the bad guy you're fighting just you from the future? Well, so they, they, that, that opening cutscene is not connected to the rest of the game from what, from what I've seen so far. So the, the game I'm could be- I'm sure they will roundabout way, bring it back to that. Right, but what I think might be happening is that there's like, you're going to go through this whole game and then at the end you're going to become that guy and then it's going to show you storming the castle and then that's how this game ends and then Final Fantasy 1 begins because then you take the princess and that's how, because the prophecy of the first game is there's four warriors of light that are going to come and save the world and in this game you have your three rows at the beginning but really quickly I think the second mission you get a girl companion who by the way is just as stupid as the rest of the cast members on this as Jack. They're, all, they're all so dumb like every single character in this game Whenever they talk, you're like, <laughs> like, it doesn't sound like real humans <laughs> speaking to each other. And again, I can't tell if it's intentional because everyone's so stupid and the dialogue is so like leaden and melodramatic that it almost feels intentional, you know? Well, like, if it is intentional, then props to them for like making it to where it. we don't know if it's like, that's, that's some real deep meta shit. It's if just that's so what they're going stupid. for. Like the game is so dumb, but also because of that, so fun. That it feels intentional, but it also feels like almost like you know how Snakes on a Plane wasn't as fun as everybody wanted it to be because they were trying too hard. This game feels like they stumbled into it. Like they're not trying too hard. They're just that dumb. I mean, so, Snakes on a Plane. I love me some Snakes on a Plane. Yeah, but the, when that movie was coming out, people thought it was going to be like the coolest shit ever, and it was just kind of like a dumb fun movie. It was just a campy ass like this, dumb horror movie. Well, that game, they like try, they were like, oh, we made a movie called Snakes on a Plane. Like, we're trying really hard. This game feels like they're like, they started out one thing and then like halfway through, we're like, we got something special here, but it's not really what we intended. But now we're going to roll with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that kind of thing. Um, so the class system is cool because you're, you're building up these like class job point or job, sorry, job system because it's Final Fantasy. You're building up these job points and you spend them and you upgrade your character, but you can also switch classes on the fly or switch jobs on the fly. So you can start like a combo with your fighter and then button mash into a mage attack. And it does it all within like one sequence and it's super smooth. It's very, very satisfying. Okay. I will say out of everything around the game, all the bullshit around it, that makes it really cool. But the combat is actually very satisfying. Um, you're also getting a ton of loot, which the loot sorting system sucks. I, 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 it's really hard to do this. I don't, I don't know how we haven't figured this out in 2022, but you're constantly picking up loot and stuff and you're not really able to sort them in any satisfying way. Cause there's all these different parameters. Like some has more attack. Some has like more, like if you're a mage class, like more intelligence that goes towards your spells. So it's hard to like sort stuff in a satisfying way. Um, but you're just getting it at such a clip that, Basically, by the end of like the second mission, I was just not even worrying about it until I got done with that mission. I was like, I'll just look at all this stuff at the end, you know? Okay. Um, That's kind of how I am with the Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Like you get so many guns and stuff as you're running through. Most of them are white and green, but like, you know, every every now and then you'll pick up a purple or or, yeah. or a blue. But um, in general, it's kind of like, you know, you wait till the end and then you kind of see like, okay, what's worth keeping and what's worth 
selling with these games away. i would i always wish there was like a button that you could or like a tag you could do when you go to sell everything or you know uh scrap everything that gives you points or whatever that says like i want to scrap everything that isn't like purple or up to blue or something like that like yeah. i wish there or was like a, above a, or above a score of 150 or whatever yeah if there's a gear score or something like that yeah um because basically once you reach like the second level of this game or like in most games you know like the level 10 you're not going to use whites ever again you know what i mean like they're just mm -hmm. not worth it so there could be like like some games have an auto like i think diablo has like an auto scrap button you know Mm -hmm. um or an auto like junk button and then when you go to town you just sit sell all junk which i think is very smart this game hasn't quite figured that out yet i'm sure it's going to get a lot of patches that are maybe we'll get there with the sorting and the inventory stuff but right now it's just kind of all over the place yeah um but it's 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 fun i what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna wait till i finish elden ring and then i'm gonna dig deep into this game because it is it is right up my alley <laughs> i didn't think okay. it would be i thought it looks really stupid but it's it's fun so i i have um one thing i've noticed about this game is like when it first came out you know people were dragging it mm -hmm. like for it just being so bad but then it's like once once people started actually playing it a little more than just like the very first mission or whatever they're mm -hmm. like wait a minute there's actually something to this this actually is a good game and it's this... kind of the, the the conversation around this game has kind of flipped Shifted. on its head mm -hmm. um because it was noticed, it was getting dragged at the beginning and now people are like no this is actually a fun really stupid but really fun game i don't know if you've noticed this but like reviews lately for these like types of games have been all over the place like this game has like a 75 on metacritic um the borderlands tiny tina has like a 75 it's like some people love it and some people just don't vibe with it at all and I, i've seen this across the board with a lot of big releases lately where people are either super digging it or they just it's not for them and there's no like actual consensus you know what i mean kind of mm -hmm. like horizon zero dawn uh or horizon forbidden west where it was like some people loved it but then other people were like yeah it's not that like it's not doing it for me you know yeah and i kind of like that like i appreciate that about games in general these days um ones that know what they are and they're not trying to please everybody mm -hmm. you know they 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 want to please the people that love this type that, of game that type of game yeah and so like i'm glad that like games are finding an identity because like as people you know you can't please everybody people some people are going to like you some people are going to hate you that's just how right. life is and you know these games that are like focus tested into the dirt where it's like all right let's try to get an 80 on the Metacraft. ubisoft the ubisoft and yeah they, they just kind of they they're they're bland they, yeah. they don't have the same uh life that these yeah. other games have and whether you like or don't like that life that's fine but um i think it it makes for a happier core audience for that game it, it's like kind of like the jrpg thing in the late 90s and early 2000s where jrpgs would come out and get like 70s and 80s from some outlets but like the people who like jrpgs would absolutely eat them up you know and i think that's the difference now it's the same kind of thing now where like this kind of action rpg with stranger of paradise or you know like the gun diablo with guns type thing of tiny tina people are like i like this style of game i want more of it and this has a little bit enough to differentiate it from the last version but also mm -hmm. something cool that, that hooks me um and i really like that like i some people just really want a borderlands game that lets that is a little bit different and that's what tiny tina seems to be delivering i really wanted a final fantasy game that had like 
some crazy action in it and this game is delivering like it's not is it final fantasy 7 remake no but how does the combat cool- compare to final fantasy 7 it's completely different it's there's nothing alike uh final fantasy 7 remake is like a tactical action type thing it's, it's very similar up. to 15 isn't it isn't 7 very f- similar to 15 yeah seven's very similar to 15 it's it's better than 15's combat but it's very similar to that um this game is more the shoulder buttons are your attack and you're you're building combos up and you're trying to like build meters and it, it's very team ninja if you've ever played any of their games um okay more like neo than than anything else i could describe do you get to use your teammates can you like swap into their role and go play as them or can you like ch- tell them to do certain attacks and stuff so like that? in in seven remake you can do that in this you can't do that but you can also change their classes and stuff and their armor and, and weapons you can change their gear um there's no like there's no like i'm gonna jump into this guy's body and control him for a little while like there is in seven remake but if you're like I need a, you know, I want a mage class. I have mine's the guy's a fighter. I'm doing fighter and like Lancer because I want to be a dragoon, which by the way, there's, uh, you evolve two classes into one class, kind of like in Final Fantasy 14. So if you want to be a dragoon class, you got to level up fighter to this much and then like, uh, like Vanguard up to this much. And then you can evolve into a dragoon. But say you want to have like a mage guy, you can just go to your stat screen for one of your companions and turn them into a mage. And then they will, I haven't found them particularly like useful or anything. Cause like I said, they're a bunch of idiots, but they, uh, their AI are idiots idiots too when they're fighting. So yeah, their characters in the game are idiots and also their AI is idiots too. So it kind of fits (laughs) together. Um, but dude, it's fun. Like I, I'm not sure. I, in fact, I know it's not going to be for everybody, but if you like the style of game, which I'm a sucker for, and I'm a sucker for like the final fantasy dressing on top of it. I think this game will please it's it, the people that it's trying to please it will 100% please them. Okay. I was, I was very pleasantly surprised. Cause if you remember, if you go back to like episode seven or so, when they released the demo back in June, I was very down on this game, very down on it. Oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah. The, the trailer was just so stupid. It was, the, but it, when, it, <laughs> when I got my hands on it, the demo, I said, there's nothing that differentiates it. The combat's not super satisfying. It's kind of slow. Like, but now I'm like, Oh, there's something here and it it seems fun. So I didn't, I have not played seven remake. I played like maybe an hour or two of seven remake, but I've played, I played a ton of 15. And so I'm still kind of up in the air about like the whole team aspect of it. Like, I know you said you can turn your teammates into mages and stuff. Mm -hmm. Can you call out and be like, Hey, I need heals or I need a heavy attack on this guy or not I, that I, I've seen. Maybe there's stuff later on in the game. Cause the, I've only played like up to mission two. Um, okay. But I, I haven't seen anything like that. Uh, I don't know that there's anything like that. Maybe there is, maybe you get an ability. I doubt it. On. If they haven't shown any of that yet and they've gone yeah. through the tutorials, I doubt there's anything that's going to pop up. Like the, the thing is there's so many systems that you're already playing with. Like, changing class mid combo, focusing on your meters, things like that, that you really wouldn't even, you don't need to try to call out the teammates and stuff. Cause you're doing so much on your own that you're not thinking about that. It's not, it doesn't have that like level of strategy on top of it, like seven and to an extent 15 did. You're basically just focusing on what you're doing the whole time. Cause you're going to be doing the brunt of the damage and the brunt of the spell casting and all that other stuff. So you don't really have to worry about your companions. They do okay. come in. Like there are some times when they take some aggro and you're like, Oh, thank God, you know, but 
it's not you're not going to call them out and be like hey focus on this guy while i focus on this guy okay. although they will do that sometimes on their own like say you're surrounded by wolves or something sometimes they will go off and like take like three they'll kite three away from you so you can focus on the big guy which okay. is nice i don't know if that's programmed into their ai or if that just kind of happened naturally but sometimes that stuff does happen but there isn't a way to like game that as far as i've seen so far at least okay i mean that that sounds i didn't play neo i didn't play i don't think i've played any team ninja games um never played ninja gaiden um ninja gaiden's so good so but this does sound like something you know that the combat roles and the the combat uh combos and the different roles and stuff like that that does sound like something i'd be interested in for sure it's very fun um i'm when i finish elden ring this is going to be one of the next games i play for sure okay and uh in the original final fantasy his name's not jack right no it's just garland the the the, the good Gar- guy who who you are oh, no, you, you just create your name right in you create original- four you create four characters in the original game yeah but you, interestingly and- enough they all all the characters in this game are named like jack ash i can't remember the other guy's name but they all fit in the original text box of final fantasy one because you can only have four uh characters four <laughs> four spaces for the the letters in the uh, character boxes for that's funny. each character yeah. is there like a black mage and a white mage like they wear like their stupid hoods like they do in the original you get you so you can turn into a, a mage class and equip those hoods yes you can yeah like they i don't just remember look, they looked like little jawas with hats like yeah they don't look quite like that like they're they're normal human sizes so by by that extent like they're they don't look as like goofy but they still look plenty goofy if you want to give them the hoods and stuff of the Hell Final yeah. Fantasy mage type class. That was my favorite part of Final Fantasy was just like the sprites, the yeah. original, like the sprites in the original Final Fantasy are, are awesome. You should see the pixel remasters on um, Steam. They look very, very good. Okay. The, the, the sprite work is fantastic in those. Oh, hell yeah, dog. Yeah. So um, I know you, you're only into Mission 2 um i definitely want to loop back around and uh get get some more final fantasy what's it called stranger of paradise final fantasy origin which is funny because there's already a game on playstation one called final fantasy origins which is just final fantasy one and two on a playstation disc you know that's one thing that square's always been good at is with naming their games i'm glad (laughs) i'm glad that they you know made it so clear just look at their um kingdom hearts series if you want to see some really great naming conventions or dragon quest 11 s echoes of an echoes of an elusive age definitive edition s yeah <laughs> i think i said s didn't i i don't know i don't know <laughs> um but yeah that uh, i i don't know i don't have it do you what do you, what else you got for that game is that uh is that that's it we can we can uh move on to the we got some good news to cover some breaking yeah, news. Yeah. We got some this morning. Yeah, we got some news from this morning. Um so PlayStation Plus has announced their new uh tiered system. Uh-huh. Formerly called Dawnbreaker. Actually, I don't know what the fuck was it called? I don't remember. Spartacus. Spartacus. The, the, the code name was Spartacus. Yeah. So they have their new uh their new pricing um Travis, I, I, we're sitting here. We both have the same article. Uh, if you want to see the details on this, go to GameSpot and look up PlayStation Plus versus Xbox Game Pass, comparing yeah. prices, features, and games. 
Um, Travis, why don't you run us through what what that is? So PS Plus is rebranding itself as PS Plus Essential, Extra, and Premium. Essential is basically the same as it is right now. It's $10 a month, $25 a quarter, $60 a year, which is, I think, almost the exact same price it is right now. And that that basically will not change. You get the free games, you get multiplayer access, you get discounts, uh, cloud storage, all that stuff. The interesting stuff is the extra and the premium tier. So extra comes in at 15 a month, 40 a quarter, and 100 a year, which is, that's a lot of money. Um, And this includes all of the stuff from the essential plus a back catalog of 400 PS4 and PS5 games that will come over time. I assume very much in the same way that PS now the streaming service was Uh, they're saying right now that like miles Morales and returnal are going to be part of this, but they haven't announced what those are actually going to be yet. So this is just speculation at this point. Um, So that gets you the PS4 and PS5 extra game. So basically everything that came in the PS now subscription, if you remember PS now, except not streaming it'll be down you remember ps now that was here a year ago but it's probably a lot of people i have forgotten about it because it was trash (laughs) Um, i tried to play i tried to play god of war and god of war 2 like so i was in in preparation for god of war 2016 2018 mm -hmm. it was 2018 right it was yeah in preparation for god of war 2018 i wanted to play through all of the the first three god of wars and i had to the only way to play those was on ps now and streaming the ps2 version streaming right? the ps2 version onto my ps4 which i had good internet and it's still trying to play an action game like god of war on a streaming service terrible it sucks so bad ps Especially now is trash i will i will always stand by that so now also wasn't very good at that like i i played some streaming games that are just fine but now was not good at it I tried to play the same thing like you. I tried to play Silent Hill 2 on it. And it was like, I'm like hitting the stick. That's not even an action game. That's like a survival horror game. Like I'm hitting the stick to move. And then two seconds later, they move. Like that's unacceptable. There was was just Um, some serious buffering issues that would go on on the back end, I think. Mm -hmm. And so the last tier is premium. That is $18 a month, 50 a quarter and 120 a year. And this is the one that I think for most people would be what they're looking for because it comes with a back catalog of PS3, PlayStation, PS2, and PSP games. Um, Now, PS3 games are only streaming, so if you wanted to play, say, like Red Dead Redemption 1 on this, on the PlayStation, unlike the Xbox version, which you could just download to your hard drive and play on your Xbox Series X, you would have to play it over the cloud. Now, the PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games are all going to be downloadable. So if you wanted to play, like I've been playing Xenogears and, and Legend of Dragoon on my uh, on my computer, you can play those on your PlayStation 5, downloaded to your PlayStation 5 right now, or whenever the service launches. But, uh, uh, sorry, assuming that those are included <laughs> in the service, because the other side of this is they have not told us what's going to be included in the service yet. And that's kind of sketchy, too. Like it, the it, fact it, that it hasn't, they, they're going to announce this and not tell you what it is, like what's my, involved with it. My thinking is that they haven't made the deals with the third parties yet. So that's why they haven't announced it yet. If that Red Dead the, Revolver is not there, they can go fuck themselves. I'm sure Red Dead Revolver, because I think Red <laughs> Dead Revolver was on the PlayStation, um, the PS Now. Oh, it was. I played it on PS Now. 
Red Dead so, Revolver was a great game. Yeah. Um, now, comparatively, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is more expensive for a year. I think it's 15 per month. So it's less per month, but more per year. Um, so, but also, you're so the other side of this is they're not giving you day and date PlayStation first party games like they are with Game Pass. So, you're not going to get God of War, Ragnarok, the day it launches on this service, but you will get um, like Gear 6 the f- very first day it launches. So, to me, that's basically the ultimate deal breaker. Yeah, like, the day and date thing is, is ginormous. Um, especially if you think about like if you have one or the other with with the microsoft family like if you have a pc or an xbox not a pc and an xbox you can get the basic ten dollars a month or 120 dollars a year which is the same cost as if you're playing monthly it's the same as the essential ps which is the basic tier that we already have and if 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 you um are paying yearly it's 120 a year which is the same as the premium and, yeah. you know, I think that is a premium service getting first party games day and date, especially when you think about all of the uh, developers and publishers that Microsoft has purchased in the last yeah. couple of years. Like they're going to be yeah. getting some fucking huge games day and Starfield, day date, for Starfield. $10 a month. Like I think that in 2024, um, the launch the launches that are coming out of xbox are going to be on a clip starting 2020 oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah. so like I'm, we have yet to see the fruits of all this buying that they've been on it's gonna get we wild will. dude it's gonna get real wild and then i think that i hope that they don't but i could see xbox upping the price for game pass after all these launches start they will want at, at some point probably in the next year they're definitely going to up that price like there's no way they can keep doing what they're doing right now it's just it's an insane value. Um, this is less of a value. Sony doesn't have as much money. Exactly. So but they're, they're and what they're saying is like, look, you get all these PS1, PS2, PS3 games. A, the PS3 games have to run your cloud backend, which is shit. Uh, and then the PS1 and PS2, yeah, that's great. But you know, Xbox, you don't even have to buy Game Pass to have Xbox backwards compatibility that's the other like, side of this like i want if i can buy some of these games if they're doing the work to make them downloadable onto the system i should be able to buy a disc you know, like the 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 version of, or put in my disc yeah like that's what you could do with microsoft i should be but i should at least be able to purchase a ps1 or ps2 download of say silent hill like we were talking about earlier or like legend of dragoon or you know final fantasy 7 which you can buy a remake of that on the not, not even the remake but like the the old version, but up res and stuff, but you should be able to buy the old PS one versions of, and PS two of these games and have them run on your system. If they're already going to make them downloadable, that mm-hmm. means that they have an actual like SDK that is downloaded to the hard drive that you play it off of. So there's no reason why you can't just buy the fucking game itself. Right? Like, yeah. And you know, like there, I think PlayStation, um, it might not be this year. It might not be next year, but I think this is a big hubris mistake by them um, making it to where you get these backwards games, these backwards compatible games for this price. If you're not going to include day and date first party games, don't make people pay 
$120 a year to play PS2 games. Like I don't know that's, if it's a, I don't know if it's a, a hubris or, or, thing. or like they, they need to make it just, yeah, like you were saying, make it to where you can buy those games up mm. like for a cost to you at a, at a discount because they're so old, right. uh, much like Xbox does with a ton of their old but you stuff. Could, you could do that on the, on the PS3. Like I, I bought these games before. Like I bought Legend of Dragoon. I bought Xenogears. I bought like a uh, fucking Vagrant Story on my ps3 for 5.99 a piece which is a great price for some of them were 9.99 but like a great price for those games blood omen legacy of kane like a lot of those games i've already purchased are those purchases going to come over no no of course they're not you know like that sucks but if it was microsoft they would though i know they would that's crazy but i would but here's the thing i would buy them again if they sell them for the same price 5.99 i can buy vagrant story again I, i have them on my computer i can play them for free right now but I would definitely do that just to own them on my PS5. So when I want to sit down and play that game on my couch, I could do it. You know what I mean? Like I would definitely do that. Give, but it, give me the option, right? Like I, yes. I think that's a big thing. And that's why that's why I say it's a hubris thing because they, they think that people love their back catalog so much that they are going to pay $120 a year for their back catalog. Like that's, so you, that's the only difference well, between premium and extra is their back catalog. I don't, but they haven't ruled out that they're going to do the, the, you know, purchasable ability. Yeah. But I think they see themselves as a Netflix type now. Like you can't just purchase those movies on Netflix and own them forever. Right. Like you can do it on on Amazon or Voodoo or whatever. Right. But I I think they're going to see this as more of a Netflix thing where, oh, we're, we're, you're, you're paying for the ability to play them at this moment, not in perpetuity. But also Netflix is bringing out new, new content to that same subscription that you get for that subscription. Well, you're still you going to pay get... the essential. You could pay the essential and get the, and get the plus games. But you also with the, with the mid tier one, you get the PS4 and PS5 games. So they will be bringing new content. It's just not going to be day and date on release. So eventually like God of War Ragnarok will come to the service. That'll probably be like a year or two after it launches. So you think, kinda... I mean, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, they no, no, they've already, that, that, that's the whole point of it. Like God of War 20. 16 2018 is going to be on this service as a downloadable game so no doubt after a year or two they're going to add the sequel to it like it's their game they have no reason not to yes Um, but if if people like playstation enough to pay for the extra they're gonna not want to wait to play that game exactly that's why they're doing this because they know they can get both of those people they'll get both they'll get people to pay for both and that's why they're doing it. A hundred percent. You have just solved why they're not doing the day and date thing. PlayStation fans will pay for both. Uh, At the end of the I'm day, not, that's... I love PlayStation. I'm not going to pay them $120 a year for a back catalog. I will. I'm keeping my subscription. Emulate, it, legally it, emulate. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I think with the advent of emulators too, like, are we going to get save states with these? these games like are we going to get rewind any kind, of, fast- any kind of upgrade like fast forward re- can i put shaders on these things can i do fast forward can i do rewind like if you don't have even that basic emulation function which literally every every emulator on the pc has those basic functions if you don't even have that stuff like count me the fuck out like i'm not even gonna mess with it and i mean if you think about the xbox backwards compat too how much work they put into upping 
like frame rate and textures, HDR. like auto, like they've they have they put do. in the work to make these games run better on the Xbox and the PC than they did on their original consoles. PlayStation, I know they haven't. I know for a fact they haven't. Well, we'll see when it gets closer to time because I don't think this is launching until June, so maybe they they've got time to do a little bit of extra work. But yeah, I'd, you're right. I'd be willing had, to put money on the Microsoft fact that they had didn't. a team of engineers working for months to do this. So, you know, we'll 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 see how it all shakes out. Um, I'm I'm at least I'm curious about it. Like, I'm probably not gonna switch my subscription service. I'm probably just gonna stick with what I got. But like, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt until they come out and say like. Hey, this is just a ROM running on the fucking PlayStation. Like, dude, unless they just have the most bangingest PlayStation and PlayStation 2 catalog that I can get, then I'm, and they've done things to them to make them run better on this system. Yeah. There's no reason for me to, to up the cost that I'm paying to them. And I'm Absolutely not, I, not, I will put my vote with my wallet and keep it where it's at. I think if you are interested in a subscription service right now, the way things are at this moment, there is apps and you have a PC or an Xbox and you have the ability to play on PC or Xbox. There's absolutely no reason to give up game pass for this service. And you know what sucks is like, I love, I love PlayStation. I really do. And so it really sucks to like say that because, you know, over the years I have, I felt like PlayStation's done right by the consumer. Um, I really feel like this is not that though. It's not. I think it's. I think it's bad, and I think. I, I mean, again, I'll save complete judgment until it actually releases and we see what the catalog is. But I think this, so far, at the very best, is underwhelming. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's enough of the downer news. Let's let's get into one more thing um, that I think is a little we've talked about happier. on the show before is uh apex legends ps5 version ps5 xbox series x native versions out today yeah and have you have you fucked around with that at all since you've been home i i booted it up i played a little bit um looks great chris did it look better than before noticeably yeah but also this is a game where you're constantly running through the environment and not really taking it in like it's not a game where you i mean you're definitely going to see like it's got hdr now uh 4k it runs it already ran at 60 all the time but there i think i feel like there was occasionally a little bit of slowdown um i haven't got into it enough to notice if that's all completely gone but it does look noticeably sharper um but it's the same apex that you know and love uh you the, people are disappointed we were reading the twitter comments earlier People are disappointed there's not 120 uh, hertz support yet, although that is coming. They've said already that that's coming. Um, but like, I don't have 120 hertz TV, so it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. Like um, four like four percent of the population has 120. If you care about that stuff, then you need to be on a PC with 144 yeah. hertz refresh monitor, like I have. Like that's um, yeah. Also, uh, it's it comes as a very pleasant surprise because. Lately, you know, I've I've tried to keep my eye, my, my ear to the ground, my eyes on the prize there and see what uh, EA has been doing there. Mm-hmm. And lately, like what I've been seeing is, you know, we're focusing on mobile. We're focusing on yeah. Apex mobile. And now they, they just kind of shadow dropped it just today. Did it. Like, yeah, just, just did like, it here's, here's your PS5 patch. And, you know what the um, actual best part of this is, though? 
is that the PS5 doesn't have the uh, install thing that the PS4 had. What do you, you mean? You know how it would the download and then it would it would take forever to actually install the copy. The copying, yeah. yeah. PS5 doesn't do that. Oh, okay. So I like it, it does did. It, on- it does that for a lot of updates, doesn't it? No, no, it does that for the PS4 updates on the PS5. Oh, but the native versions of the these new games version do not isn't going to have that bullshit. Yeah, it doesn't have that. It doesn't have that second step that the PS4 versions uh, of things have. Which so is it, the stupidest. I don't understand it, man. The copying for updates on the PlayStation 4 is yeah. shit. So I will never have to deal with that again. Also, the game is like 30 gigs less than the PS4 version. <laughs> that happened with Cy- Cyberpunk on PS4 is like 120 gigs, and the one on the PS5 is like 50 gigs. It, I, I don't know why it's like that. Maybe the it's just doing the one 4K texture. There's some new compression tech, probably. Yeah, probably. But yeah, noticeably less of the install size and noticeably less uh, downtime when you're waiting on that patch when all your friends are like, hey, let's play some Apex. And you got to wait on that one guy that's copying. So I think, yeah. Oh, me, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think Sony bought Pied Piper. What? Um, you ever watch uh, Silicon Valley? No. Oh, damn it. That joke doesn't mean shit to you then. I don't know what you're talking about. Damn it. You need to watch Silicon Valley. I've heard it's good, but no. It's real good. It's real good. The guys make like some compression software that Google wants to buy. Except it's not Google. It's Hooli. Ah. And they call it Pied Piper good name for compression software it, originally it's, it was like it's supposed to be some kind of music software that made high quality music downloads but then they nice. realized that oh the music part of this doesn't mean shit it's the compression aspect that we care about it's it, yeah it's a it's a real techie nerdy show but it's fucking hilarious That's damn awesome. it i wish you'd watch that because then that joke would have landed great <laughs> sometimes <laughs> the joke is just for you mm-hmm. and that's okay mm-hmm. mm. <sighs> anyways i just finished this beer i'm almost finished with this one um i think that's a good place to to cut the episode what you think i think that's good i think i'm gonna go stream some tiny tina's wonderlands here in a few minutes sweet yeah so uh anyways um yeah i think that's a good place to end it we had some sad news we had some happy news <laughs> We had some games. I don't know if the PlayStation news could be really considered sad, but oh, it was sad for me. <laughs> I, I'm a little sad now. That's true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's been great. I love everybody. Everything is fantastic. Um, 13% yeah. sitting now. If you guys oh, were wondering. Oh, yeah. Uh, wait. <laughs> yes. That's making it way, way better. Way better. I think yeah, so. You don't, yep. You look completely sober now. That's what sober totally, people look like. Totally sober. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, cheers, everybody. Cheers to the internet. Cheers, cheers to games. Cheers to booze. Cheers to you. Tell your mother you love her. Tell everybody you love them. And tell uh, other people about the gaming and drinking cast if you're listening. Yeah. You know, we, we've started to have a little more listeners come through and start checking us out. So we appreciate that every time. So if you got some people that like booze and games, tell them to come listen and uh, send us an eat. If you have any questions, by the way, send them to uh, 
gaming and drinking at gmail.com. Uh, that's gaming letter in drinking at gmail.com or on Twitter at gaming and drinking and same on Instagram, twitch.tv slash gaming and drinking is where you can find us acting like idiots. That's right. Um, and we will be recording another episode next Tuesday. We hope to see you guys there and cheers everybody. Cheers. Cheers.